And welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It is Monday, September 26th, and I'm Amanda Harris, joined by Riley Wolfbauer. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending September 23rd, 2022. This episode is sponsored by Inovatech. In economic news, Federal Reserve officials raised interest rates by 75 basis points for the third consecutive time. Lifting, lifting the target rate for the benchmark federal funds rate to a range of 3% to 3.25%, the highest since before the 2008 financial crisis and up from almost zero at the start of just this year. Fed officials predict the benchmark rate will reach 4.6% in 2023. At the same time, inflation fell to 8.3% in August, down from a peak of 9.1% in June, but still not posting as fast of a decline as Fed officials had hoped. Turning to auto news, automotive retailer Carvana last week reduced its inventory floor plan line of credit with Ally Financial to $2.2 billion after previously increasing the line to $3 billion in February. The reduction comes as used retail sales declined 9% year-over-year in August, while inventory begins to improve on a year-over-year basis but still remains tight. Separately, Two companies, uh, Ally Financial and Carvana, the two companies came together and entered into a $2 billion 18-month floor plan line that matures March 22nd, 2024, and will become available to Carvana following the maturity and repayment of its 12-month facility. Like I mentioned, it's not surprising that Carvana reduced its floor plan as inventory remains below pre-pandemic levels, but it is improving. And in August, new vehicle inventory sat at 40 days supply as of August 29th, which marks the highest level recorded since June 2021. Used vehicle inventory also stood steady on a linked month basis. Used car inventory sat at 49 days supply, and that is up 10% from the same time last year. But of course, like I mentioned, still below pre-pandemic levels. So that is something that everyone's still watching very closely. Uh, meanwhile, affordability and credit performance also continues to be top of mind. Along those lines, automotive fintech Open Lending raised the maximum loan term to 84 months for lenders that use its artificial intelligence-powered underwriting for near and non-prime borrowers. The terms apply to new and used vehicles that are up to four years old with less than 60,000 miles, representing a nine-month term increase for indirect offerings and a six-month term increase for direct offerings when compared with the FinTech's previous policy. The FinTech insures loans for up to 80% of the losses, which allows lenders to dip further down into the credit spectrum. Investors and lenders are also keeping a close eye on normalizing performance across auto asset-backed securities. Both prime and non-prime delinquencies ticked up sequentially and year-over-year -year in August, which marks the third consecutive month of weakening credit performance. Also last week, the Bank Automation Summit shed light on lender shift to cloud technology and efforts to satisfy compliance and regulatory guidelines. Riley, you actually attended the summit, so why don't you share some highlights for us? Yes, I did attend the Bank Automation Summit last Monday and Tuesday, which is hosted by our sister publication, Bank Automation News. The event brings together executives in the banking industry to discuss tools for successful process automation and digital advancement, and really what, institu what institutions need to know when automating their loan processes. 
So three of the big takeaways that affect the auto industry were reskilling to reskilling to embrace cloud technology, satisfying compliance and regulatory guidelines when it comes to that cloud technology, and identifying fake pay stubs to avoid approving loans to fraudulent consumers. So for cloud technology, it's taking over the banking industry as a way to cut costs and make operations digital, but finding and hiring that talent that can help these institutions implement that technology is a difficult transition or difficult for institutions to find because that talent is in such high demand. Uh, so the U.S. Chief Technology and Operations Officer for BMO Capitals or BMO Capital Markets, Victor Tung, said it can be costly and time-consuming to train digital engineers because there is retraining and reskilling and rethinking that has to go on within an institution to create a culture that embraces the cloud to make a smooth transition. But when it comes to transitioning to a cloud-based platform, financial institutions also have to be careful with satisfying compliance and regulatory needs. Institutions can't just say that like their system, like they know their, their system is secure and compliant. They actually have to be able to, to prove it end to end and like show how their system is secure. And then for fraud, uh, that was another big topic at the event. And as more loan processes become digital, it is much easier for a loan applicant to file fake documents to get approval for a loan. So during the session on fraud, Kevin Farragher, who is the senior director of product and strategy at Ally Financial, uh, he discussed their robotic process automation and, and artificial intelligence that they use to identify fake pay stubs. Ally works closely with Informed IQ to identify and flag fake pay stubs so applications with the fake documents can get flagged before um, it is approved for a loan. So I would say the most important overarching things for lenders to take from this is to continue embracing technological advances because it does save time and money in the long run. But at the same time, they have to be ultra aware of where people who want to commit fraud can take advantage of that system because you can lose out on millions and sometimes billions of dollars in fake loans and you and it lenders will never see those payments again if it goes out so definitely yeah that's a huge issue and just to tease us a little bit um that is something that we are going to be diving in pretty in depth with our october feature uh, we're going to be looking at invest like investigative piece on you know this whole fake stub fake pay stub issue and fraud and how it's just costing so much money for the industry and why it's so hard to tackle. Um, so stay tuned for that feature. Um, also, it's really interesting you mentioned all the, you know, technology partnerships we're being seeing, lenders across the board, partner with all kinds of fintechs that are just cropping up to deal with fraud, to deal with, you know, AI, machine learning. Um, so we're going to be following that pretty closely as well, just as more lenders look to external sources to be able to do new and different things and, you know, kind of meet the market where it is now because it looks different. The landscape is changing constantly. Consumer preferences are changing. Digital changes things a lot. And we know past the pandemic, things look a lot different just as far as how you people even go about looking for a car loan. Um, so that's another area that we'll be looking into more. 
Um, so as always, you know, we're happy to share the highlights and that does it for today's episode, um, but we'll have more in the future. So thank you for joining us on the roadmap. If you follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and LinkedIn, uh, please join us later next month for the Power Sports Finance Summit as well and the Auto Finance Summit. And you can learn more and register online at powersportsfinancesummit.com and autofinancesummit.com. There is still time to register and attend both events, either or. I'm really, really excited. It's coming together very, very strongly. So we're looking forward to both of those. And as always, we will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.